Welcome to this week's edition of the Speaking Artistically podcast. Each week we talk about arts and entertainment in Edmonton inspired by the weekly Taproots Roundup curated by friend of the podcast, Vonda Mithrush. We're produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. I'm Kate. I'm Katie. And we're Speaking, Speaking Artistically. Artistically. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you doing? Doing okay. Good, good. <laughs> Welcome to Speaking Artistically, episode number four. Uh, you might notice that we're down one this week. Josh is away, so Katie and I are holding down the fort yeah. for this week's episode. It's really exciting. Josh went to Victoria yes. with Shumka's Nutcracker. Yes. Our office is very quiet this week, starting today. <laughs> very quiet. The, very The whole quiet. studio is quiet. Yeah, there's so. nobody here. They all went to Victoria and left us Just here. Katie and yeah. I. So, you know, come say hi. <laughs> bring us a coffee or whatever. That would be cool. We're a little bit lonely. <laughs> yeah. Only a little. So this week in the Taproot Roundup, uh, one of the things that's really highlighted is Broadway Across Canada's production of Waitress, which uh, Katie and I both saw on Tuesday night, which was the opening night. Um, and, you know, it was a really fun show. I really enjoyed the music. Uh, the music is written by pop singer uh, Sarah Bareilles. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a, it was a fun production. Um, one thing that I, I really loved that Fonda mentions in this roundup, because I thought of it so often when I was watching the show, was the use of real baking props. So on stage, they're using, like, um, flour and eggs. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and you know, because they're, they're a big motif throughout the show is that she makes these incredible pies and she sort of fantasizes about all these different types of pies and puts her emotions into baking, essentially. But I think one of the things that I kept thinking about watching the show was the use of sugar and flour on stage. And they're like, at some points, they're sort of like spilling it all over the place and, and blowing, blowing it, of which, yeah, which looks really beautiful and has these like, you know, really nice moments. But then as, uh, you know, anyone that's ever uh, worked in a theater or has been in a show or anything, you just really feel for those crew people that are cleaning yeah, that up there's after. flour and sugar all over the stage. Yeah. Like, and, and I also watched it from like a, like, wait, are they going to put sugar on the stage and then people are going to walk on it? You're yeah. kind of like, you know. Yeah. It was a, well, and even if you've worked in a kitchen or a bakery, when sugar and flour get on the floor, that's like a big safety hazard because you can true. trip and no one is dancing on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And, you know, it's, it's, it was just one thing that I kind of had on my mind as I was watching, watching the show. I was like, man, those crew people. Um, and it reminded me of, of two dance shows that I've seen in the last few years. Um, one was a show that Brian Webb Dance Company presented um, with Robin Quatra, who is a uh, an artist out of Regina. And the show was called Honey, very appropriately, um, because in the show she took a five-gallon, like one of those big, um, or it might even be 15-gallon tubs of honey and poured honey all over her body and then walked around the stage. And in that show, you're just like, like, what no, are these, no, what no, are these no, crew? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, and in that show, it was funny because you could, when, when people realized what she was going to do with the honey, the entire audience had sort of this like audible, like gasp where they were like, oh, oh, she is going to pour it all over herself and all over the stage. That's not a small amount of honey. That's No, it no. was a lot of honey. A lot of honey. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I made me, uh, think about was there was a show um, that Jerry Morita did uh, last year, and they did a very similar thing where they took and right at the beginning there's cereal boxes on stage, and when I walked into the show, I you know you see these cereal boxes on stage and you're like oh. 
that's going to be messy. <laughs> you know right <laughs> I mean, away. Right yeah, away. And a yeah. contemporary dance show, if there's cereal on stage, yeah. it's getting poured on the stage. So. You know, I once worked in a venue, and I will leave the band unnamed, but I was working, and the band threw ice cream bars into the crowd, but, like, no one wanted to eat the ice cream bars, so it was just a mess of mushy ice cream bars at the end of the show, and they didn't clean it up. And I wasn't very happy. No. 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 Never booked that band again. <laughs> no. No. Awesome. But uh, anyways, it's just sort of one of those, like, <laughs> one of those funny things that, you know, when you go and see live theater or, or music or dance or whatever, yeah. that, you know, you always have these, like, little uh, quirks of, of what else you think yeah. might be going on behind the scenes. Well, if you've worked anywhere in the industry, too, you, you can't help but think of all the, the things the that technical go, things go into it. it. Absolutely. Um, I was also thinking with the flour, there's so many people who are sensitive to gluten now. Like, I wonder if they should have put a warning on the show that there's going to be flour everywhere. It might not, I mean, it might not be real flour either. But what else would it be? I like, don't know. what's a safer version of flour? Can somebody that is a, a tech. I mean, maybe like cornstarch. Maybe somebody less like cornstarch. flour. I don't know. Getting fancy. That's know. like a high, <laughs> high budget, high flower budget. Which one is more slippery, which yeah. one's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was looking in the, the Arts Roundup, and I'm excited that the Royal Bison Arts and Craft Fair is yeah. coming out. Um, it's a seasonal event. It happens in the winter near Christmas, and they do it again in the spring. Um, I really like the Royal Bison because it's smaller than some of those other gigantic craft sales, craft sales that you can go to. Um and it's kind of, it seems more focused on local people, which I really like about it as well. Um, they usually have a lot of graphic art and, like, cards and t-shirts and posters and those kind of things. Do you go to it, Kate? I've been a few years. Um, yeah. I can't say I've gone the, in the last couple, um, yeah. but I've definitely, you know, gone through mm -hmm. periods of time, too, where I've been really conscientious about... Um, buying Christmas gifts locally. Yeah. And so, like, that's a really great place to do that if you're trying to really be conscientious about where you're spending yeah, your like, Christmas dollars. Who made exactly. what you're buying for And people. you can also yeah. find some really amazing, unique things there that mm -hmm. you might not have even thought that somebody wanted, which is really yeah. nice. You know, you're not just, like, scouring Amazon trying to find a gift idea. You go to yeah. this, like, lovely craft fair. And where you can always tell when something comes from Amazon, totally. too. Totally. You can tell perfectly, <laughs> yes. no matter how you wrap it. Totally. Um, in the opposite way that you can tell that it came from the Royal Bison yes, as well. Exactly, yeah, exactly. In a, in a better way. Uh, I was also looking in the music roundup this week, and there's a big feature on Jay Gilday, who's a local singer-songwriter. Jay is so talented. Mm -hmm, um, he is. And it's really nice to see him, you know, profiled like that. Um, he's got a new album out that is more acoustic than a couple of his more recent ones, um, which is really exciting. I haven't, haven't heard it yet. It's called The Choice and the Chase. Um, but I'm definitely going to give it a listen this week. That's a cool name. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's catchy. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Cool. Yeah, Jay is a really talented artist. He's performed at a lot of the different festivals that yeah. Bottom Line has worked on, um, like the Deep Freeze Festival and Solar yeah. Skate Festival and Kaleido. Um, and he's always just a very... Um, he's really easygoing. Yeah. And he's super just, nice guy. He's just so good. <laughs> he's just very, very talented. So if you haven't ever seen Jay Gilday play yes. or heard him. It's definitely worth going to a live show. Absolutely. Certainly. Uh, one other thing that's popped up quite a bit in the last week that I've seen online, and mm -hmm. then Fonda mentions it uh, in the Arts Roundup as well, is a new ad hoc arts consortium group that's doing research into the accessibility in the arts. Um, so basically what they're doing is they're, re they're reaching out 
to um, arts patrons as well as arts uh, performing arts presenters and asking people what the barriers are um, of them going to see uh, art. And it's going beyond sort of those um, standard sort of questions or the obvious things like transportation or costs or, you know, uh, things that, other things that they might be wanting to do with their time. And it really more looks at uh, the physical challenges that some people face that a lot of the time can be overlooked. You know, um, you don't often necessarily think about like, how am I going to get into the theater or are there any sort of challenges that I need to be aware of before I go to the theater, a lot of us just sort of like take that for granted, I think. Yeah, if you have all of your mobility, mm-hmm. and, you know, if it's easy for you, you forget that it's not easy for other people. Not, not yeah. easy for everyone. So it's, you know, I think it's uh, some really great work that's going to be done in, in our community. Um, and so they are asking for input from patrons as well as performing arts presenters. And there's two different survey links that I saw. Um, and I, I found the survey on places like theateralberta.com, uh, Alberta Dance Alliance website, and then I also saw it being shared around social media. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in that, um, if accessibility in the arts is something that you are passionate about or think that, you know, there, you have a, um, an, an opinion about that you'd like to share, I think that's a really great resource. Yeah, have your voice be heard. Um, either way, sometimes going through the questions, if, again, you have all of your mobility, uh, you might not have even thought to ask these questions. Absolutely. It might be informative. Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't we talk about uh, one thing that we're excited uh, to see or hear in our arts and entertainment community? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so the last, like, three weeks, I've talked about Christmas things and community events, and I'm sorry, I have no more variety <laughs> in my answer. You have a style. I, I have a style. I have a thing. It's like, you know, it's it's obviously what I'm interested in. Um, but this Christmas market that's popping up in downtown Edmonton, um, and it actually opens today and is running until December 21st, and it's in the ATB place on Jasper. Mm. Um, and it's Edmonton's first ever Christmas market, which I think is really cool. You know, there's Christmas markets in cities like Toronto and big cities in Europe. And so I think it's a huge thing in Europe. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. And um, it's going to be open on Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, And from looking at the information, it looks like there's a sort of a couple different ways that you can gain entry into the into the Christmas market. Um, Admission is free on some days before certain times. Uh, They're also accepting food bank donations. And then on their really busy peak times on Saturday, uh, it is a paid entrance. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's a pretty cool, um, very Edmonton. Edmonton loves their farmer's market. Yeah. And so this is just sort of one more that's going to really add to Christmas and add, <laughs> <laughs> and add to our community events, which I think is great. You can't have too many community events. It's not possible. Uh, I, for this week, I'm going to choose a concert by the Brother Brothers. Uh, So they're playing a show at Festival Place on Sunday, uh, December 1st, but they're also playing at the station on Jasper on November 30th, so you have two chances to see them. Uh, They're a folk duo from the U.S., and they are identical twins, so their harmonies are really, really good. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like a Simon and Garfunkel-y sort of sound, but, like, their voices are, like, they're the same, not similar, Interesting. Uh, so it's a, a really interesting harmony sound, and they're wow. really good. Do you think they have, like, super twin 
superpowers. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> like super <laughs> twins, twins musical, musical intu- intuition. Mm-hmm. Very I cool. hope so. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking Artistically is produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. You can find links to everything we mentioned on the show notes at speakingartistically.taprootedmonton.ca. You can also stay up to date on everything that's happening by subscribing to the Arts Roundup at taprootedmonton.ca. Speaking Artistically can be found everywhere that podcasts are available. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. You can also get in touch with us on social media as Bottom Line Productions. Until next time, I'm Kate. I'm Katie. And we're Speaking Speaking Artistically. Artistically.